Where do we even start? A conversation about fashion, starting a career, and being a 20-something with hosts Alex, Chloe, and Erica. everyone welcome back to where do we even start today we're going to be talking about sizing in the fashion industry with a special guest our friend daniela so we're going to be covering plus size fashion and all things sizing in the industry so before we get into the conversation it's this or that today's this or that is winter or summer daniela you go first yes first Hmm. Okay. So I think that's a really hard one because I love both seasons so much because I have differences to them. I think I would have to pick summer because I love the sun so much and I feed off of it. But I think for fashion, I'd obviously pick winter and fall. I have to agree with you on that one. I think I would pick summer but if we had to choose between all four seasons, fall is fall is definitely mm. perfection. <laughs> I was about to get really picky too and say, well, fall, but like I feel like winter is closest to fall, so I'm winter. <laughs> okay, I'm a summer person, so I like summer all around. Like I like wearing shorts and tank tops and like sitting in the sun. Really don't like the cold weather. Personally. I think it's funny, oh. like, because I would say the same, like, I love wearing shorts and tank tops, but there's something about the fall and how cozy you can get, like, winter, mm-hmm. like, the coziness of it, but summer like I love layering. so much, too. Yes, it's yeah. so hard. It's so hard. The it's- beauty of wearing, like, a tank top, but then you can throw a cardigan over it, and you're just warm enough. Yeah. Fall. Honestly, that's What's great. Perfection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so conclusion, fall is actually the best season. Um, Not summer or winter. (laughs) So indecisive. Okay, so before we start getting into the questions, Daniela, did you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi guys, I'm Daniela. Um, I actually am just kind of a normal gal, um, but I work in the fashion marketing industry, which is kind of a you know, branch off of the fashion design um, that these lovely ladies that I'm talking with today kind of do. And I am a plus size and proud woman. And, you know, I'm just me. That's it. (laughs) I love that. You don't give yourself enough credit. Oh, Oh my goodness. uh, Daniela has just recently, well, I shouldn't say just recently, Daniela has been breaking into the plus size um, modeling industry, and we are mm. so excited to have her here to share all of her stories and insights mm-hmm. and advice about plus size fashion and being in that industry. Yeah. I think that's a super, it's a super great topic to talk about. I think that with things that are going on in the world and, you know, Everything that's happening, um, it's not that plus size is on the back burner, but I still think that even in fashion, it needs to be brought to light and people really need to talk about it because it's such a huge part of the fashion industry that people, you know, put off to the side because they don't want to talk about it or they don't think it's worth it. And it really is. So before we dive into the questions, Chloe, did you just want to go over some of the 
terminology that we might be using in today's episode? Yeah. So first I want to talk about extended sizing, which this typically means adding on in the plus size realm to an already existing collection of clothing. So typically this is for sizing that goes from small to large and they add an extra large and sometimes they add a double extra large or they might extend their sizing from a size 8 to a size 14. And I want to put out there that that isn't plus size. Extended sizing does not mean plus size. An extra large is a size 12, 14, and that is not plus size. Size inclusive, which means that the company carries straight sizing and plus sizing. And straight sizing is all of those sizes underneath plus size. So that's from double zero to six or sometimes double zero to 12. And when a company claims to be size inclusive, that means that all of their styles will typically come in all of their sizing. So there isn't just a plus size section and a straight size section. They're amalgamated together into one collection. Then plus size typically goes from sizes 14 to 30, and that is a true plus size collection. And other companies that have a smaller size range that typically go from a size double zero to six, plus size can be considered eight and upwards. And then I wanted to touch on standard sizing for runway. And this is a 34 bust, a 23 waist, and a 34 hip. So that's a perfect hourglass. And that is a standard for, um, for runway. So tiny. That's a very, that's like a child. Yes. And I think like the worst thing about that too is just in general, like that runway size that goes for everywhere. But even, I mean, this is just like a quick background, but I have a bridal background. So I've been in bridal for like five plus years, like before I started doing more fashion marketing. And even on the runway, they still have to take in the dresses because these girls are so small. What? Like they literally alter them backstage before they go out because their actual torso and their waist is too small for the size like two or the size four or whatever they have that they're running. Oh, and also just a side note too, bridal sizes are completely different. So when we're talking about this, this is just a side, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So- Kind of while we're on the topic of some terms, what do you think about the term plus size? Personally, like, I don't have an issue with it. I think, you know, sometimes it can be talked about in like a, you know, bad or, you know, to put somebody down calling them plus size. But I think maybe because I, not saying, I would would definitely say, like, I've embraced my plus size. Like, I don't really, I don't really give a honestly like I don't really care and to me if somebody's gonna call me plus size like yeah I am actually I'm over a size 14 which is the average size of a woman and you know it's okay it's okay it of course we would all like to just be called normal but at the same time when it comes down to sizing there is gonna be still petite there's still gonna be you know this different sizing range so when it comes down to plus size as a term, I'm not hurt by it. I know some people can extremely be offended by it. I think even like my self-confidence, you know, for even three, four years ago, I would hate to be called plus size because it meant that I had to go shop or 
you know, look at a different area of clothing. Um, but once you kind of start to accept it, it doesn't really matter. I think it's really good that you bring up the whole idea of like being confident in yourself and not like thinking that your body defines like who you are and your worth. Yeah, it's a super important thing. And it's something that I think a lot of people struggle with. And it's amazing to hear people talk about how like they do embrace themselves. When did you notice that there was a problem in the industry? So I think that like myself personally, like I have always been considered somebody that is not a straight size, meaning that I have never been, you know, a 12. I have never been a 10. I can't even remember the last time I was a 14, to be honest. I think the last time I was a size 14 in jeans was in grade nine. And that's when I remember, you know, having like the first problem of shopping for my body type. You know, in general, the biggest issue that I had was going into grade nine and my mom took me back to school shopping and I, I came from like a small lower mainland city. Um, and we went to the only mall that was there that you could go shopping in. And there was only a select number of stores that were like teenage friendly. And I went into American mm-hmm. Eagle, which was the classic, you know, mainstream place that you could go shopping. And mm-hmm. the biggest size that they had was a 14 and a jean. And at that mm-hmm. point, I wore a 14 and I squeezed my butt into those jeans so, so tight. Mm-hmm. But because I had to, because I didn't have any other options. So that's when I really started noticing that there was a huge issue, like in the plus size market itself and realizing that for teens, like I'm a little bit older than you guys, but not by much. But when I was in that age group, there was no store that you could walk into that had trendy, cute, fast fashion. You know what I mean? Those cute, trendy clothing like Forever 21. They didn't have plus size then, so. And that's not very long ago either. Like, that's within the past probably, like, eight years. That's even kind of a stretch, eight years. Yeah, I mean, I graduated in 2013, personally. So it was mm-hmm. in 2009 that I was going to American Eagle. Or it would have been 2008, actually, um, the end of the year, yeah. 2008, that I went in. So you got to think, even then, like, what was there for anybody that was, you know, a youth plus size. So that's mm-hmm. when I kind of noticed that there was a big problem in plus size for sure. And I can really relate to mm-hmm. that story, Daniela, because I feel like growing up as I guess what they would call a big kid, you always knew that you were different. And you always knew that like, there was something that wasn't quite right about yourself, or at least that's how they made you feel. Um, And I think that's really why I went into the fashion industry was because I didn't see myself represented anywhere and I wanted to mm-hmm. have people like me who felt comfortable going into a store and didn't have people look at them and question whether they are going to stretch mm-hmm. out their clothes in the dressing room and that type of thing oh absolutely like I couldn't tell you the amount of times that I've had looks going into a store because they know that I'm not going to fit their clothing even now to be honest and the way that you get treated as a plus mm-hmm. size woman just because you're browsing, you know, it, it's so inconsiderate of employees and of fashion brands themselves to like train their employees to look at people any differently just because of the size that they wear. You don't know what I'm going in there for. Maybe I'm going in to get a present. 
maybe I am going into low yeah. You don't know. I find it really hard to do some of my schoolwork sometimes because we have to do a lot of research in stores and stuff. And I feel more comfortable going with friends who are a smaller size because I won't get those looks. And sometimes we have to bring things into the change room to take a closer look at them. And I get the most terrible looks of people who I bring in a size extra large and they're like, you're not going to fit that. They're basically looking at you like, uh-uh, honey, that ain't going to work for you. Exactly. Exactly. I I don't care if I go into a store and people are going to look at me. Like, it doesn't really matter. But I know some girls still have a really hard time, you know, understanding their body type and understanding that it's okay, like, to be plus size. It's okay to go to a different store. And that sounds so horrible. And it shouldn't be like that. But it's kind of true. You kind of have to. So these girls that don't want to admit that they are not a size 6, even a size 10, they don't want to admit it. So they still go into these stores trying to fit into this extra large because that's the biggest size the store carries. You've kind of brought up my next question, and it's why do you think so many brands aren't size inclusive? So I think it's kind of hard because I'm kind of torn on the subject because I have so many words of frustration and you know just it's it's really bad but I know working for a small company that produces um you know loungewear and sleepwear um and I know what goes into the process of pattern making and sourcing and you know getting your fabrics etc however in a situation like this um I kind of think it's a load of to be honest like there's no reason it's an excuse for companies not to want people in their sizing and that's what I I personally for the company that I work for have brought up the issue of let's extending our sizing and we are we're in the process of extending our sizing in the fall so I've made that a huge thing like that I was like hey I'm not gonna like work for a company that doesn't want to carry my size And they were like, okay, yep, I agree. Let's like work this out. So I'm promoting that to a company, but so many people don't do that. And, you know, why I don't think brands are doing it is because they think that the cost is so much higher, but if you are able to personally get, um, you know, and, and make these patterns there's such a market that people are missing. And I think that's the issue. Companies love to make excuses too. And it's really interesting. I'm sure we'll talk on this later too, but how it ends up that mostly fast fashion companies are the ones that do have a plus size. They extend their range that far. Um, It's either fast fashion or super small businesses. I notice. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think that's the issue is, you know, when you first come out with a brand, if you're not plus size, you don't really think about it. You don't really care for it. You're like, well, it doesn't affect me personally. And even if you have somebody in your family, you're like, well, you'll fit an extra large or you whatever it is. And I think that's the issue itself is the fact that, you know, brands specifically are making these excuses because they think that it's going to cost them so much more money to produce a larger size or two extra larger sizes but what they don't realize in the long run is that you're going to get that demographic and you're going to get that market and you're Mm going to sell those clothes because people are going to like it they're going to want to buy it 
because they're going to be able to support somebody that's smaller or sorry somebody that's bigger you know what i mean yeah it's a huge thing missing the gap in the market huge um and kind of talking about gaps in the market and people filling making plus size clothing in their stores what do you think are some of the gaps in the plus size market either styles of clothing different categories of clothing so what do you think the people that are making plus size clothing are missing okay so (laughs) there are so many gaps in the market that we could be here for hours I'm gonna just talk on a few and you know kind of go from there I am personally like you can read my measurements even online like they're online now so like there's no hidden secrets of how I fit clothing um so I am a U.S. size 2022, um, depending on clothing. Um, of course, it totally depends on size. Sometimes I can fit an 18. Um, and I have a 47-inch bust. I have a 40-inch waist. And I have a 57-inch hip. So I'm a very typical, pretty close to an hourglass. Like I have a smaller waist and I have a larger but the issue here is the fact that I also have a very large bust. So I personally am a 38 size band, but I'm a double J size cup. So here's the issue of plus size markets that are majorly missed is um, for somebody like myself that is a very small band, but a very large cup, plus size brands such as Torrid, Pennington's, um, Lane Bryan and State, list could go on and on and on. Even Target that sells plus size. And you're labeled that you're going to be the same size as anybody else. But for me, being a very large cup, I have a really small back. So I can't just go into a random store and purchase a bra. I can't go into a regular anything and grab something that's going to work for my body type. The fact that I can't go into a store and buy a band, the bands go up to like a 50. Like they, they just keep getting bigger with the cup, but they get bigger with the band too. They don't do the smaller cup, smaller, like the smaller band, bigger cup. Which is the um, problem with grading. That is a fashion design flaw uh, is when you grade, um, how grading works is when you go out, you go down and you go up. And so... For example, t-shirts or something. If you're making a crop top and you are making it plus size or you're making it um, for petite women or whoever, you are also, me as a plus plus size woman is not six foot six inches tall. And so as you go down when you're grading a crop top, it defeats the purpose of the design that you've created. Ugh, it's such a, it's such a major thing. So even that, even that, Chloe, like top tops, just tops in general. I don't understand why they don't take into consideration that, you know, just because you're going out doesn't mean that you're going up and you're going to the side and, or you're not even going up in all areas. Exactly. Yeah. It's a major thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Another like gap, a quick gap that's in the market, kind of mentioned this earlier, but I've worked in bridal for like five years, um, working my from, way from like a consultant to doing managing and modeling and then also working like for fashion 
like marketing as well. So I've kind of done it all. And Mm -hmm. there's a huge market in bridal that's not talked about too, just in general of, you know, cute, trendy, beautiful wedding dresses that aren't the typical A-line ball gown with a fluffy skirt. Like, I don't understand, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm lucky to have worked for a local Vancouver-based company before that was kind of making those turns and turning heads, so you'd say, to be like, let's offer these brides, you know, something really cool and that's in their size. So you can say that there's there's going to be a major gap in every single market within plus size fashion, mm-hmm. just depending on what you want to talk about on that day of the week. I swear that's that's basically it. I think that there's a big thing is that everybody says that everyone can go out and get a white shirt. I struggle to find basics. I struggle to find oh a black and white T-shirt or bodysuit. It's so true, Chloe. And I think that's the, oh, absolutely. That's the hardest thing too is, you know, in general, basics. Thank you for bringing that up. That's something that I, you know, I don't think about often because I wear quite a bit of basics, but all my basics are oversized. They're not proportionate to my Mm. body because guess what? They don't make them to fit my body type because I'm not a a typical plus size woman. And that's the issue about it, you know? Like, I get a lot of my basics personally from either thrifting um, at my local thrift stores if I can, or a lot of the time I'll end up going to Old Navy. But that's because they carry the same basics for super cheap, and I usually go to the sales section. But again, their sizing is so inconsistent that I have a 4X white t-shirt and I am nowhere close to a 4X top, but I want it to fit over my breasts, you know, because it's too tight everywhere. It's it's the worst. It's the basics are so hard. Mm-hmm. I'm so with you on that, Chloe. That's the worst too. So for the next question, you've kind of brought it up with talking about grading and the issues with grading for plus size. But what kinds of things do you wish designers knew about your body type? <laughs> That's, again, something that it <laughs> depends on the day of the week or when you're talking to me. Like, mm-hmm. that I wish designers just really, you know, did more. Again, I've worked for a manufacturer and I've also worked for just a company that, you know, sends out to, to manufacturer. But I wish that companies did more grading and did more fit testing because no matter what, and if anybody doesn't know what fit testing is, fit testing is basically just where you get a range of models. Um, Basically fit testing is just where you get a group of people that are in the similar size that are in the size category of whatever you base your sizing chart off of, which is usually bust waist and hip measurements. So um, you'll get them to come in and you'll see if that garment, um, for an example, let's say this white t-shirt that we're talking about, if it's going to fit the person in the same areas as it would the next person that's technically the same mm-hmm. size. But I think that that's a huge thing that brands themselves need to do is, you know, just because you fit test one size 18 doesn't mean that it's going to be the same size 18, like in general. Cause I think I, maybe if I'm incorrect, Chloe, but I think we're pretty similar size wise. We are, but yes you are quite, you're a little bit taller than I am. So our proportions are a little bit different where I have a larger bust than you, but I think that you're 
just your bent, like your back size is a little bit larger than I am. I am very broad shouldered. Exactly, right? So just because the t-shirt is going to fit on me and we're a similar size, you know, I said I'm a 20, 22, but really I'm all these sizes. I can be a 16, 18, 20, 22, 24 for what it is. But that's why I kind of put myself yeah. in the 2022 category because my hips are so big and I love them big, but it's, it's, it's just the range, you know, all these numbers, they, mm -hmm. it's, it's really hard, but just because the size 2X t-shirt fits me, doesn't mean it's going to fit Chloe the same because her, she has broader mm -hmm. shoulders than me. So I think I wish that designers really learned, you know, specific for plus sizing. I know, you know, working with smaller sizes itself, I'm not saying that there's a lot of, there's not any, um, as you can say, differences. That's not the case at all. But I'm saying that when you get a little bit larger, your proportions change so quickly based on the person mm -hmm. that I just really wish designers took the time to understand, you know, that all these things are changing and they, they, all, they all differentiate between people. I also wanted to bring up that at school we don't and I don't think it's ever in our degree to learn anything about those proportions. We always um, focus on the standard size, mm -hmm. which is not a standard size human. It's just like industry standard size that you grade up and down from. So it's, it's something you have to figure out yourself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not in the same program. Yeah, no. And that's the hardest thing. Like, I honestly remember, um, you know, my program was only a two-year program and these lovely ladies that I'm talking to is a four-year yeah. program if I'm correct I think that's right yeah um so yeah. I'm actually going to be done school and I'm no longer going to be at the school with them but I know when I started becoming closer friends um with all of them and especially Chloe because we kind of are on the same vibe level as each other yeah. I said to her I was like hey girl if you ever need somebody that's like plus size to work off of and the first thing she said to me was oh we don't do any plus size and I was like are you kidding me? Because in general, you know, that's such a hard thing to say that, you know, you don't do that. So you're telling me that my size is not worth it. And I mean, you guys haven't finished your program. So we don't fully know if it's, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to be doing that. But, you know, in general, like, why can't even the first, I don't know how, and again, I don't know how your guys' program works. But to to share all of the sizes, and it doesn't need to be all the sizes, but you should mm -hmm. be doing a, like, let's say a petite, a mid, and then a plus to see the differences mm -hmm. of all of them and see mm -hmm. how different proportions sit on everything. And that's, it's such a hard thing because I know, again, I, I call myself, this is a side note for everybody. I call myself like the Swiss yes. knife of jobs. Because I swear I have done like every job on the face of the, not actually, but I've done a lot of jobs. So I've been a hairdresser. I've also been like a cleaner at one point, um, a model now. I've done a nannying job in Australia. I've done everything. I've done a lot of things. So in general, I'm going to use this as examples. Just like you were saying, how can you not learn how to grade or to do anything with a plus size, you know, mannequin or whatever it is. But then when you leave your program, be expected if you want to pursue that to know how to do that because you're not learning yeah. it. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to use the example that I've been a hairdresser. So in hair school, when I was 
quite a bit younger. I did it while I was in high school. So I did it through a program. When I was in hair school, I did not learn a single thing about African-American hairstyles, about any way to cut that. And you know what? That's really true to the time right now. And I've done a lot of research into that. Why was my school not teaching me how to properly Uh do multiple different hair types? Multiple. Because Uh again, it's just something that's not thought about. And if it doesn't pertain to your area, then it doesn't exist. It's almost like they're saying that. Right? Uh So untrue. Yeah. And I just want to chip in with this question as well is I think that the beauty of having um, plus size and standard size split up is that you can design to the body type. Uh, The things that are accentuated Mm -hmm. in standard sizes may not be as flattering to plus size body types as it is. So when you're a size inclusive brand, considering what looks good on not only your standard size model, but what also looks good on your plus size model. They're a plus size model's mm-hmm. body and um, well-being and fit and everything is just as important as a standard size. So there needs to be that meet in the middle fix mm-hmm. versus, oh, well, it looks great on the standard size girl. So we'll just leave it. It's fine. We make so many concessions about plus size yeah that I think we need to start to look to meet in the middle. And I think kind of touching on Chloe's point, it comes back to grading a little bit. So for standard size, they start at medium, they go down, and then they go up in the grading. But then oftentimes when it comes to plus size, they just keep grading up. But it's not the way that it should be done because plus size bodies are different from standard size bodies and they have different proportions so you should be starting at the middle of plus size and grading down and grading up, and then you'd see a lot better fit in clothes if they just made that one choice to start in the middle and work up and down in the plus size range instead of starting at their standard size medium and just continuing to go up because the proportions are not the same. Like, it's just how bodies work. So many things that are missed. It's literally insane. And it's just because people don't want to take the time to do things properly, really, at the end of the day. Absolutely. If they really cared about their customers, they would take the time to do it properly. So I understand that brands themselves don't want to extend their sizing range to fit a certain demographic. I get that. I might have an issue with it, but I will understand if they never want to say that they carry plus size. Do I think it's right? No. Do I think it's super wrong? Absolutely. But again, what am I going to do? What am I, like, you know what I mean? There's nothing that I can physically do to it. All I can do is, you know, find the next best thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. I I am a person that will absolutely stand up for what I believe in. And I believe that every friggin' brand out there should definitely do a size inclusive range itself. But when it comes down to it, if a company doesn't want to do it, there's nothing that's going to change that. And it's their loss. It, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, it really is. It's their loss. It sucks for them. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember even, I think it was early last year, maybe this year. I can't remember my dates, but when Nike put out that plus size right. mannequin in their UK store, mm. and there was that woman that wrote an article on it saying she was fat and she obviously doesn't look like she went for a run. And how much backlash she, like, that woman got for it. But nothing happened to her. Because people are going to say what they want to say. 
and there's nothing you can do about it. But Nike stood up and was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's extend our sizing even more. Let's create more garments that are going to be, you know, accepted and, and great for these bodies that are just a different fit. Yeah. And I think that's a huge misunderstanding is that when people assume that people that are plus size are not fit, but it's so false. Some of the most fit people I have known in my life are plus size women. It doesn't matter what size you it's are. A, it doesn't determine how fit no, you are. No, it's a misconception. And it's a huge misunderstanding. Yeah, it's a huge misconception that like, because you're quote unquote plus size or fat, you can't work out or you can't do these things or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's, I've had enough. I don't even care. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, I'm going to be used yeah. to hearing it for the rest of my life, for the rest of the time that I'm plus size. So really, ultimately, you say what you want. I don't really care. We're kind of switching topics yeah. now. But I wanted to know how you started modeling and how you got into that. Yeah, so I'll kind of give like a quick breakdown too. So um, I have had literally zero modeling background for the most part. I have never been signed to anybody. I've never done anything. When I started working in bridal, I worked with a lot of plus size women. And the bridal store that I worked at actually carried plus size garments and carried plus size wedding gowns. Shout out to everything but the groom and Langley. They're great. So me being plus size and me liking to be in front of the camera, um, you know, I started just like trying on their dresses and, you know, putting it on Instagram or, you know, becoming more confident in myself. So I kind of started to mm-hmm. see, you know, me trying on dresses that were 18, 20, 22, 24, 26 and started to become more confident and com- comfortable with it. So after I stopped kind of working for them, um, I started working for a plus size um, company in downtown Vancouver, um, again, Bridal. And um, they asked me when I started working for them for their marketing department, like, are you okay with being in front of the camera? And I was like, absolutely. I love being in front of the camera and I have no problem with it. And they're like, great. So we're going to make you some samples that are going to be your size and then you'll shoot for us. And I was like, great. Sounds fantastic. Let's do that. So I got samples made in my correct size and I was able to take content for the Instagram because I was the marketing um, person for the select brand. So I came up with the content. I posted Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, whatever it was and engaged with my followers. So it w- I was kind of the face behind this Instagram page. Um, I no longer work for that company. That's kind of where it started. Um, but quick modeling the story of how I truly got started in modeling that was kind of the background to it so that's how I started I guess you're saying being more confident and comfortable in my body uh I actually got a dm from this company that went to my like other folder on Instagram like hey um how are you would you be interested in doing some modeling for me in Vancouver and I looked at this company and it was called free label And I was like, oh, I've never heard of this company. I had no idea what it was, but they had like 25,000 followers. And I was like, well, you know, working in marketing, that's good, but you don't know, you know, sometimes people buy followers or whatever it is. So I kind of did a little bit more research into them. And um, yeah, she just reached out and her name was Jess. And she was like, do you want to do some modeling? I'm looking for a 3X model. And I was like, "Um, sure, yeah. um, Here's, she's like, all I need is your measurements. So I sent her my, you know, measurements um which is just like bust waist hips and I sent her a long description of being like 
hey, my sizing's really off. And, you know, sometimes I fit this and sometimes I fit that. But just to give you a little rundown, um, you know, I usually fit here in Lululemon and I fit this and yada, yada, yada. And she was like, yeah, that sounds great. Do you want to do it? And I was like, and I actually took like a day to reply to her because I was so nervous because I'd never done any actual like professional modeling before. And uh, yeah, she, I finally, she was like, hey, are you feeling? She was, I was like, um, yeah, but I have to tell you, I've never done this before. So I don't really know how you're going to feel. And she's like, no worries. My photographer is amazing. It'll be great. Um, and that's how it kind of started. I went to my first shoot in Vancouver right before COVID hit. And uh, <laughs> it was amazing. And the amount of like empowerment and like, you know, confidence you have when you're shooting with these amazing women of all different sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing that's great is Free Label is an actual like size inclusive company. She does from between an extra small and a 4XL for most her garments. She's branching more into the 4XL, mm-hmm. but right now she's kind of, you know, she wants to make sure that that process of grading and is actually proper, not just, you know, jumping up a couple mm-hmm. extra sizes, you know what I mean? Like a couple extra inches. Um, she does range her sizing. She's like a full inclusive you know, company herself, and she's based in Vancouver, and, you know, it's fantastic, and I felt so great being next to all these beautiful women that were ranging from an extra small to a 3XL, and I was the biggest, but again, it didn't matter that I was the biggest, because we were all just, you know, enjoying ourselves and having fun, and uh, yeah, that's how I got started, and I just had my second shoot with her last Friday, and um it's been great and I have an amazing relationship with her and I've been asked to model for a couple different companies now I'm not going to say names but um we'll see where it takes me honestly like I'm enjoying it and I'm you know gaining more confidence and I think that people are really you know seeing this um not just for myself but I think that it's really showing you know people that are around me that it's okay and that you know, even though I was bullied younger and in high school for my size, like, honestly, my size does not define me, nor should it define anybody, because it's just a number. You're just a weight. You're just a number. Like, it it really doesn't matter, and you should feel comfortable and confident. Mm -hmm. But again, it's gonna, I wouldn't say that I'm always comfortable and confident, you know? What was the first time you felt represented in the fashion industry? So, I think... This is so, it's such a funny question because it, it's kind of like an, like, I guess you call an early memory too, and it's not really too much crazy. Um, there's mm-hmm. a couple instances. Um, the first time I felt like represented just in general, and I'm going to say not so much fashion industry itself, but I will touch on the fashion industry. Um, okay. But <laughs> you guys, I, you guys are the same age, but who knows? It depends on what, if you watched or not. But I watched That So Raven growing up as a kid. And she's yeah, my fan. I loved that right? show. We all love that show. It's amazing. Um, but there's one episode of That So Raven that she is a plus size model. She got asked to do a runway. And in this episode herself, the like runner of the I can't remember I can't remember the last time I watched it, but she actually told Raven that she was too fat to be on the runway. And Raven, like, went out there, and the other woman, like, let her go on the stage, and she was like, uh-uh, I'm not, you know, I'm comfortable, I'm confident, and whatever it was. Again, I'm probably not quoting the exact mm-hmm. stuff that's happening in that, because I haven't watched it in a while, 
But that was the first time that I felt like it's okay. And you know what? If Raven Simone can do it when I was younger, you know, why can't I be comfortable and confident? And, you know, it's so funny that a TV show kind of made you feel like that, but it really did. Um, Mm -hmm. She kind of made you feel, you know, included and being okay with it. And you can work what your mama gave you. And even if your mama don't like it, like, it's fine. You got it. It's totally cool. So that would be the Mm -hmm. first time I felt represented, um, just in general, like in TV. I would say in fashion industry Mm -hmm. itself, it's hard because Mm -hmm. a lot of representation of plus size people in the industry itself until just a few years ago that it was quote unquote more mainstream to see a plus model in a fashion magazine Mm -hmm. or online or modeling. Um, But I think the first time that I ever felt like truly represent, like represented in the fashion industry was I realized that Forever 21, when I used to shop a lot more fast fashion, when I was like, I think I was like 17 or 8, I realized that Forever 21 came out with a plus size section, looked online, and I saw plus size models on Forever 21 website that were wearing these bathing suits. And that was like the first time that I was like, oh my goodness, she's the same size as me. And I can actually purchase that and it might, will fit me. Like they did sizing from like a one X to a three X. And again, not great sizing, but I remember being like, Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so I would say that's probably the first time that I remember like being represented in the plus size industry. Um, like, I think so. It's so hard because I, I would say, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would probably be it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so kind of to close off, I feel like you've touched on a lot of brands so far, but just naming a couple of brands that you really like shopping at that are either size inclusive or plus size, just ones that you like. Yeah, so, you know, I I think we're all really trying our best to purchase stuff that's not fast fashion. Um, and we are, you know, in the fashion world itself. And it, being plus size, it's quite hard not to purchase stuff that's fashion because those are the only, like, not the only options that you're given, but those are the only options you're given in front of your face unless you want to dig for them or you want to pay an extreme high amount for something that is a, you know, smaller um, local brand um, that can purchase. So for myself, um, I've already mentioned this before, but I'm a really big thrifter. So I love thrifting probably more than a lot of people do. Um, I like to purchase stuff, you know, secondhand if I can, because there's Mm -hmm. an abundance of material and fabric in this world. And being in fashion now, you realize that there's so much waste Mm -hmm. that goes into everything, um, which is horrible. Um, But other than that, a couple companies that I do purchase from, not so often, but if I need, you know, basics or whatever it is, um, I've already mentioned it. Old Navy, their sizing isn't amazing in store by no means. Um, they are a fast fashion brand, but mm-hmm. you can purchase their plus size clothing online, which is really great. Um, I actually fit a double XL in Old Navy for the most part, mainly of everything. So I don't need to purchase a lot online. Um but the one thing that's really great for if we have any listeners that are plus size, um, a lot of the online returns that people 
end up purchasing online, go back into the stores. So if you go into the stores and go to the sale section, you will find a lot of plus size pieces that are heavily discounted that are anywhere from a 1XL to a 4XL, um, tall, short, long, whatever it is that are discounted. Really good way to find, you know, some basics or bathing suits or whatever it may be. Um, They're really great. Another company that I definitely have purchased from quite a bit is Additionnel. Um, and if we don't, and probably nobody knows, really knows too much about Additionnel, but it's a plus size clothing company that's a branch off or like a sister company to Reitman's and or Pennington's, which is more of the trendy sister of the Pennington's, which is the other mm-hmm. plus size company. They're actually closing down. So they went bankrupt during COVID-19. So again, this is another representation of, you know, clothing companies that are closing down that are plus size, which are the only ones we have to go shop at. So there needs to be more. Traditional, it's okay. It's not my favorite, but sometimes I have a good jean, um, which is, again, a really hard thing to find in plus. (laughs) Um, Because they either make them too big in the waist and too small in the legs or vice versa, um, which is really hard. But yeah, those are just, there's just not a lot out there. That's, to be honest, like, that's it. That's basically all you can purchase off. Like, people might get mad at this, but I really hate Torrid. I think Torrid is the worst size clothing company I have ever, ever, (laughs) ever, ever purchased from. I don't know if you're shaking your head at me, Chloe, because you're mad, (laughs) or if you agree to this. Said somewhat on that. Um, I'll give you my rundown. Um, the reason that I hate Torrid so much is because they think that all of us plus size women want to wear a flowy chiffon top with a natural waist that's pleated, that's buttoned up all the way with butterflies or skulls on it. And I've had enough of it. I've had enough. I think it's the worst thing you could possibly give me. And you want to charge me $98 Canadian dollars for it. That was the perfect description. Are I went in with Chloe me? for the first time the other day and really got to experience that middle-aged mom aesthetic. I do have to say that Torrid jeans have changed my life. Um, Torrid jeans are the first pair of jeans that I've actually been able to fit in. And they have elastic like a little bit of elastic inside the waist. It's not like the like stretchy, stretchy like jeggings or anything like that. Um, but they have elastic to prevent the gaping in the back. Changed my world. Changed my world. Um, touching on that, jeans, a really good jean company that I've worn and that I still really like. And they actually make other clothing as well. Oh. Um, it's called Madewell. Um, it's more of a sustainable mm, yeah. clothing company, but they are actually size inclusive. So they do quite a bit of sizing ranges and their sizing is a little bit different too. Like the way that they size jeans isn't like the regular, you know, zero, two, four, six, eight. Like I think my size jeans is a 34, which I think is, again, we have to remember here. I'm not like a clothing expert. I'm a, I'm more of a bridal expert because that's what I'm used to. But I think that goes based off the size of your waist maybe. But I think they just do their sizings a little bit differently. But their jeans are great. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that I've worn in all of my shoots, like, or my two shoots, I guess you'd say, for modeling. Um, they fit great. They still have a gape. But 
um, they shrink really nicely and they're like local, like not locally sourced, but they do their best to try to be a more sustainable company, which I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you have learned something and gained some insight about sizing in the fashion industry. I know that I definitely have. And thank you so much to Daniela for coming on and sharing all of this with us today. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a five-star rating and subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at where do we even start? And we'll catch you next Monday. Bye. Bye.